We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast brought to you by FanDuel.com, the leader in one day fantasy sports. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Friday NBA DFS slate. You can find Benny on Twitter at MinnieR11 and over at RotoCurve, RotoWire, among other places. And you can check me out on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS. The Rotowire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher, so uh, don't forget to share and subscribe. Benny, welcome to a nice, hefty 20 team slate in action here for Friday's uh, games. Uh, what do you make of this slate just off right off the bat here? Yeah, not all the lines are out yet, but from the ones that I see, it looks like we have, you know, a bunch of games in the 200s, which is nice, but we have a lot of big spreads here. You know, Charlotte 15 points over Philly already, uh, Golden State 12 over Boston, you know, the Washington-Phoenix game 7, the Miami-Sacramento game is 7, but I don't think that even includes the Boogie Cousins news that just dropped recently. Um, you know, six points in the Detroit game against Dallas. That's one that has playoff implications for both teams. So that one might actually stay a little closer. 
you know, Toronto only a five-point favorite against Memphis. You know, again, both of those teams in the playoffs, but I think everybody kind of views Toronto as a better team right now at this point. So, I don't know, there's a lot of stuff to look at here. I mean, as always, as we know at this time of season, it's going to have a lot to do with, you know, what guys are not playing and what guys are going to be active and who's resting and all that stuff. So, you know, just make sure you follow the news flow because that stuff's been coming hot and heavy the last couple of days. Yeah, we've been seeing a huge influx of backups and rotational players and you know, guys who haven't been getting a ton of minutes uh, get into the mix here. So let's go ahead and dive right into it. Point guard position up here on this Big Ten game slate. What do you want to do with the one? You know, I like Kemba Walker against Philly. I think that's a pretty good spot for him. You know, the, the problem that I have with this slate here today is a lot of the guys who we have been using, the price has gotten jacked up on them. You know, like Ish Smith is up to almost 7K right now. You know, Jeff Teague is up to 6,500. Drogic's up to almost 7K. Brandon Knight's up to almost 7K. So a lot of these guys had been pretty good value plays over the last week when they were, you know, a little bit cheaper, a couple hundred dollars cheaper. I think a lot of them, though, have tough matchups and are getting to the point where they're a little stretched. I still like um, Goran Dragic because he's going up against Sacramento, so that's always a spot that I'm willing to pay up on. And now that we have the news that Boogie Cousins is going to be suspended for Friday, I think Rajon Rondo gets a tick up here too. You know, Miami's not normally a team I like to take point guards against, but we have seen Rondo have some you know pretty big games without uh, Boogie Cousins in there. So I think those guys make a lot of sense if you're looking to pay up Kemba, Goran Dragic, uh, Rajon Rondo. And then the cheap guy that I'm still willing to roll with is Shane Larkin, who, you know, in his last four games has played about 30 minutes and put up at least 26 fantasy points. So for under 4K, he looks like the cheap guy I'm going to be using if I need salary relief. All right, I'm, I'm with you for the majority of, of those spots there. I, I want to take a look at um, uh, a few different options that we can maybe make a case for. I think Isaiah Thomas against Golden State Warriors, I believe this um, – you know, it's going to be a yeah, yeah. It isn't yet another road game for 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 Boston here, but um, Isaiah Thomas is going to need to put up some serious volume in order for them to keep them keep them in this game. Um, and this is sort this is back to back on the road for Boston, so I understand that. But um, on the flip side of that, we know that the total is going to be huge. Uh, yep, two twenty three uh, in this matchup. So uh, yeah, at seventy hundred, I think that there's some value to be had against Isaiah Thomas, who should be expected to bomb away at a pretty good clip against this Golden State Warriors team. So I'll be in there on IT2. Um, John Wall against Phoenix I think is interesting. I also think it's interesting that mm-hmm. um, for, for a couple reasons, like, the, you know, normally under normal circumstances this would be a double-digit line, even whether it's on the home or, or road just because Phoenix is just that bad. But the Wizards have really fallen off and struggled as of late. Uh, they, they had uh, the lead, actually, at some point in, the, in that Golden State game. And then the wheels came completely off in the fourth quarter, and they ended up in a blowout situation against them. And then, you know, the, the, the game at Sacramento, the Sacramento's playing shorthanded once again. Um, and, you know, uh, the, uh, they get handled uh, by the Sacramento Kings, believe it or not, 120 to 111. So the Wizards just really haven't been the same defensive team uh, that they've had. that They've been all season long. So... Um, I think you actually you could make a case for a couple guys. If, if uh, Brandon Knight is is up in there and in, in the lineup, I'll be interested in him at 6,900, provided he's active. And on the flip side of that, I'll be taking John Wall against that Phoenix defense uh, there as well for 9,600. So those are how I have a couple of my plays uh, laying out here. Um, anybody else that you want to make mention of before we move on to the two? 
No, I think that's it for the point guard. Like I said, there's a lot of guys that are there, but the prices have come up on some of them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you never know what value option you're going to get opened up tomorrow at 3K as well, who's going to be somebody that we have to add in as, you know, someone we're considering. All right, fair enough. Um, I will move forward here to the shooting guard position, and let's go ahead and talk about what you want to do with the two. Yeah, there's a couple guys that I'm looking at here. Uh, Victor Oladipo is now the most expensive shooting guard on the slate, if I'm not mistaken, but... He's putting up another good game as we speak here, um, you know, the night before on Thursday night doing it. He sat for a couple games with injury. He came back. He looks pretty good here tonight. So I think he's one of the guys that I would be willing to pay up for in this matchup. Also, don't hate Clay Thompson, which I think is a little bit of a contrarian play here. They're going up against Boston, which is usually a tough defensive matchup. And my, my thinking here is that I'm hoping this game stays close. I don't think it's going to turn into as big a blowout as... Um, Vegas expects it to. Golden State has been playing in some close games lately. It's not like they're you know blowing teams out by 30 like they were earlier in the year. So that's usually the thing that I look for with the Golden State guys. If the game's going to stay a little bit closer, then that's usually the games where these guys put up some big numbers. You know, Clay had been scoring pretty well lately. A couple games in a row where he had 40 fantasy points. And I, I understand the argument that he doesn't give you much more than scoring. But if the guy's going to get you 35 to 40 fantasy points like he has in most of his recent games... That's enough to pay off a 5x salary if he doesn't even grab a rebound, get an assist, or, or have a steal or a block. So he's another guy that I, I'm a little bit interested in. I'm willing to go back to the Devin Booker train for a lot of the, the same reasons you just talked about with that Washington and Phoenix game. I think it's going to be high score, and I don't think there's going to be a lot of defense on either side. And I think people are going to be off of Booker after he didn't have a great game last time out. But he's still playing big minutes, still getting a ton of shot attempts, so it's definitely a good spot. And then as a cheap option, I'm willing to keep rolling out Wesley Matthews. Uh, they are fighting for their playoff lives right now over there in Dallas. They go up against Detroit, who's another team that's fighting for their playoff lives. So I expect this to be a pretty competitive game, stay close throughout. And, you know, like I said, we've been getting some big minutes out of Wes Matthews with Darren Williams out lately. So I think I'm willing to go back to that well as a, as a cheap option at only 5K. Yeah, I'm with you there as well. A um, couple of things I want to take a look at here. Uh, first spot here that, that I want to make a motion, uh, Devin Booker for 7K, I think I'm definitely going to you know take a look at uh, potentially get some investment in. I'm also okay with 5,900 for Bradley Beal against Phoenix, so if you want to take both shares of that spot, um, I think that's something that you can definitely make a case for and get uh, and, and feel confident about getting some exposure to. Bradley Beal um, coming off a very nice game, 33 fantasy points against Sacramento, good for uh, just under six times value, 24 points, four rebounds, four assists, and a steal, which means I can take a look at the Sacramento matchup and say, hey, I like Dwayne Wade as well at that shoot at the two-guard position on the road at Sacramento uh, facing that spot. So it looks like, you know, you take a look at the production that Dwayne Wade has had uh, over, over the past few games, and it's been pretty solid over the past two. They're 45 and 49 fantasy points, uh, 26 and 10 with five, double-double status there with two blocks, two more blocks against Brooklyn. Granted, it is Brooklyn and L.A., but you know what? Sacramento really isn't, doesn't belong too much of, of a higher tier defensively than those two teams. So Dwayne Wade for 7,700 is somebody I'll be able to take a look at. Bradley Beal, and on the other side of that, Devin Booker for 7K are all plays that I could be potentially interested in getting some exposure to here at the two. Any buzz you want to stump for before we move on to the sling? No, I think uh, we pretty much hit it. I do like that Dwayne Wade call that you had, too. He's uh He's another guy that I'm a little bit interested in as well. I, I would like him if the price was a little bit cheaper. You know, 7700 is, is fairly priced. It's not overpriced for him, 
But I, I feel like if he was in the low sevens, I'd feel like there was so much more upside potential there. At 77, I mean, he, he basically has to get you 40 to, uh, you know, he has to get you over 40 to give you upside, which he can do against Sacramento. But, you know, I just feel like it's a little, it's a little bit more expensive than I really wanted to pay for him. Yeah, I feel like he's appropriately priced. And yeah, he, I agree. And, right. And so I think that's sort of the same thing that you were saying, which times, which is what I'm saying, which means, um, you know, expect him to be a solid cash game play. Just that's uh, yeah. That's you know what? That's probably the best way to go about it. Like in cash, I think he gets you somewhere between thirty-five and forty fantasy points. So I think that at seventy-seven hundred, that's that's five x. That's exactly where he should be. So there's not a ton of upside with it, but I definitely do think that he's pretty safe the way he's been playing. All right, fair enough. Uh, before we move on to the small four position, gotta let everybody know that you can get exposed to the RotoWire DFS podcast. And their insider information, courtesy of Rotowire, on a free 10-day trial. So all you have to do to take advantage is go to rotowire.com slash pod, sign up, take advantage of your t- free 10-day subscription, and check out all the lineups optimized that we have for all the major sports for eight different DFS sites, up to minute depth charts, customizable league projections, and complete draft kits for everybody. Anybody who hasn't maybe wrapped up their fancy baseball league just yet and you need that last-minute insider information, we've got you covered. You're getting ready for MLB DFS. We've got you um, covered there as well. We'll have daily articles. Uh, along with the projections and the lineup optimizers to do your, do serious damage here in your fancy lineup. So rotowire.com slash pod is where you take advantage of all that fancy goodness. All right, let's go ahead and talk about the wing position here. We've got Giannis up top against uh, Fournier defense on uh, at home against Orlando. We've got LeBron. We've got Carmelo against Brooklyn. What do you want to do here at the three? Yeah, I think the guy who's drawing my eye first off is uh, Nick Batum. Going up against Philly, this is a guy who had 47 and 50 fantasy points in his last two games. Is coming off a game of 25, 7, and 8 assists, followed by 19 points, 12 rebounds, and 12 assists. So he is filling up the stat sheet across the board right now, playing about 35, 36 minutes a game. And again, they just played Philly. That was their, um, you know, their last matchup that they had. And in that game against Philly. You know, two days ago, he basically went 19, 12, and 12 for a triple-double with 50 fantasy points. So, at 8,100, he's probably my favorite guy that I'm looking at at the small forward spot. You know, Giannis hasn't really been playing all that well lately, although it, it should be a pretty good spot for him against Orlando. Probably going to be having... I, I would think he draws Oladipo defense, and they have Fournier guard Middleton. If they put Fournier on him, I think that's a, a big mismatch in his favor. But I don't know. I just don't know if I can trust him to pay up for him here. You know, LeBron's been okay, but again, I'm not really looking to pay up for him against Atlanta. Uh, Carmelo's actually been pretty good. Carmelo against Brooklyn is, is somebody else that I want to take a look at, uh, especially if Porzingis is out. When Porzingis is out, he plays more of the power forward role, so he does wind up getting more rebounds. And I mean, this is a guy who's taken at least 22 shots in five of the last six games. So. It's not like uh, Melo's getting cheated. There's really nothing that we're losing points for if he misses a whole bunch of shots. But if he's going to be playing 35 minutes, taking 22 shots, and having more rebounds than he does, you know, he he's somebody that I'm willing to, uh, you know, to take a chance on at 8,700 too. You know, Gordon Hayward last time they played against Minnesota, he had 33 fantasy points. So at 6,900, he's another guy that's appropriately priced. I don't mind him for cash. Probably wouldn't use him for a tournament. But there isn't much in the way of cheap value at small forward that I'm really, you know, jumping on here. You know, not a huge fan of guys like Marcus Morris and Otto Porter who are in that mid-range. So I'm probably going to wind up paying up here. Um, Another interesting thing I just want to throw out there, 
I think Jay Crowder is playing today, and they said he's either going to play Thursday or Friday. So if he's playing today, he's not going to be playing tomorrow. So I think that puts a guy like Evan Turner back into consideration as well because Turner will probably have a bad game tonight because his minutes will be down since he's splitting minutes with um, you know, with uh, Crowder today. But if Crowder doesn't play tomorrow, we might be back up to the 30-plus minute Evan Turner, and I think he'll make a sneaky option at low ownership. All right, I'm with you there as well. I think that's somebody you could definitely get some exposure to. I'm taking a look at Nicholas Batum. I know the spread's big and there's some blowout potential overall, but I really can't ignore the production that Nicholas Batum has had. The price tag has crept up to 8100 but take a look at what he's done. Triple doubles in the last spot, 19, 12, and 12 with one uh, steal, 25, and 7, and 8. And, you know, uh, before that, he goes uh, two games before that, 23 points with two rebounds, two assists, and a steal. So he's really been crushing the value and getting it done. Um, at, at a very high pace, and we know the Philadelphia 76ers is a place is a spot where you can attack every single spot defensively, no matter who's in there. There's no one that isn't a soft spot, so I do feel pretty good about Batum if you're going to pay into the 8K range. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo for 9,200 against 48 defense is going to be the top option for me. I think there's 50-point potential there um, in that spot, so I'm, I'm definitely going to be paying attention to that to, to, to um, you know, get in trouble. I'm sorry, uh, to um, cause some trouble. Uh, for the Orlando defense. And uh, the last guy I want to take, uh, you just take a look at here. I know the game logs have been really, really rough on this guy. And, you know, he's been pretty much hit or miss. But Joe Johnson against Sacramento, I mean, I almost, you know, have no problem creating a Miami stack with, like, you know, D-Way, Joe Johnson, and uh, Hassan Whiteside if you want if you want to get exposed to that. The, the game logs have, have been a struggle overall. But he's still getting missed. 36 and 34 minutes over the past two games. They've won, you know, four out of the last six. So as long as Joe Johnson is going to get heavy usage and he gets Rudy Gay defense, who's, no, who's been known to fall asleep, uh, especially on on his man at the three-point line, I think it's worth a flyer in the GPP because you can expect some serious under ownership. Um, so that's going to how I that's how I have the three wrapping up. Let's go ahead and talk about the four and what you want to do in the spot. Yeah, I mean, you know, I like I, I think I'm going to wind up paying up for Draymond Green here. I think this game will stay, you know, close enough, like I said, where he'll get full run. Boston has been bad at defending big guys all season long. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of Draymond. I think he's in a pretty good spot here. And then now that we have the news with Boogie Cousins, I think Willie Cauley-Stein at 4,900 becomes a great play. You know, here's a guy who in three of his last four games has had 30-plus fantasy points, only had 16 fantasy points last game against Washington, but he only played 23 minutes. Without Boogie in there, we're going to see him get back up to that 30-minute mark that he had been playing in the, you know, the previous games before that. So I'm looking for him to have a pretty good, uh, a pretty good showing here as well. So I think if I'm going cheap, I'm going with a guy like Cauley Stein. If I'm paying up, I'm willing to pay up for Draymond. You know, remember we got Favors and Porzingis who are both questionable right now. If Favors is out, I guess we got to look at guys like you know Trevor Booker and Trey Lyles, whoever winds up getting a start there. But there's not much. You know, in that mid-range, that really excites me. I'm not paying up for Millsap against Cleveland. You know, Dirk is somebody who's interesting, but the price has come up for him. You know, him, Zach Randolph, and Thad Young are all at 7,500. I like all three guys, but I can't pay that much for him. So, you know, when you start coming down there, you don't really love all the options that you get. You know, Alex Len for 65, Tobias Harris 64, Parker Dang at 63. You know, um, you know, Gorgie Jang at at 62. I mean, none of these guys are really in great spots or hopping off the page at me. So I think I'd probably wind up paying up for Draymond here, coming down to a guy like Willie Cauley-Stein or maybe some of the other 
you know, cheap value that might open up, like maybe a, you know, a Derek Williams if, if Porzingis is out again, or, you know, looking at like John Henson or Amir Johnson and something like that. Uh, that that's where I think I'm going to wind up, or maybe even a Carl Landry, depending on how things work out in, in Philly. He's been doing all right for, you know, pretty cheap with the minutes he's been getting. So I think I'm going to pay for Draymond and then try to find a cheap option to put with him here to power forward. Yeah, I do like that call. Overall, we know that uh, Amir Johnson and Kelly Olenek and whoever they've been rolling out at the four has been a nice target spot, and he's been rolling to a really good spot. I'm ready to jump back in on Al- Alex Len uh, after you know him suffering through um, his you know fall from DFS greatness there in the middle of March. There was like an eight-game stretch where he went really rough and just could not crack three X uh, or above three X, and you know so he, now he's back, played 36 minutes, double doubled with three steals. Uh, on the 28th against Minnesota, and then on the road against Milwaukee, back uh, two road games in three nights, uh, 17 and 15 with five assists and two steals, good for 44 fantasy points. So the price is still in the reasonable range there as well, 6,500. Matchup against Washington, we never have to worry about uh, Martin Gortat, so that could be a good spot for you to uh, take advantage of and, and get some exposure to. And then the other thing I just want to want to know is. Um, if you know if Porzingis is going to be available against Brooklyn, I know he's battling a, a little bit of an injury here. He's got a questionable uh, tag with his shoulder. If he gets back in the mix, I'm willing to get back in there with him. You know, before he missed that last game, we were talking about uh, four, three out of the past four, and five and five out of the past seven games where he paid off five and a half x or greater. So he went, he was really good into, into ham mode. Uh, double doubles in three out of the last four games. Uh, there, there as well, you know, with um, with a nice big 29-10 performance against the Chicago Bulls on the 23rd. So I thought he was in a really good spot and sort of hit his second wind. And, um, you know, at 6,900 against Brooklyn defense is something I'd definitely be interested in, provided he's active. Uh, so that's how I have the four shaking out. Anybody you want to touch on before we go on to the center position? No, I think we pretty much, like I said, I think we pretty much hit on most of those guys. I, I'm going to probably be looking for one of the value plays to – you know, pair up with Draymond here, then, you know, spend up at other spots. So right now I can't really tell you exactly which one of those guys it is, but the way things have been going, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get one or two of them. All right, fair enough. I think that's, you know, more than reasonable. I, I, I got burned by Willie Cauley-Stein last time, but now that we know that Cousins has been ruled out due to the suspension, I'm willing to go back to the well because I feel like he's going to get heavy minutes. So should be yep. interesting against Hassan Whiteside uh, and that front line to see uh, how that ends up shaking out. All right, let's go ahead and flip it over to the center here for the Friday slate and talk about what you want to do with the five. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Hassan Whiteside, I absolutely love him in this matchup. Uh, he's going up against um, Sacramento without Boogie Cousins, so he's going to draw you know, some Kufis and some Willie Cauley-Stein defense. And this is a guy who has 51, 42, and 49 and a half fantasy points in his last three games. And again, the big thing with him is always whether or not the game stays close because when games turn into blowouts, he plays 25 to 29 minutes, doesn't get that last rotation, and usually ends up somewhere around 40 fantasy points. When he does get that last rotation and he plays 34 to you know, 40, 38, 39 minutes, that's usually when he winds up with 45 to 50 fantasy points. So the big thing for me is this game staying close. I'm hoping that it does, because if it does, I think I get 50 out of Whiteside in a, in a soft matchup here. All right, fair enough. Um, for me, I, 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 there's, I'm with you on Whiteside, 110%, like uh, close to max exposure without DeMarcus Cousins. I think Costa Kufos is going to get eaten alive. Uh, for 3,900 on the flip side of that, I don't mind Costa Kufos as well. The only question is, is do they try to put Willie Cauley-Stein and limit his minutes and go with more like you know Quincy Acey and company 
um, in the front there? Do they try to let Rudy Gay play a little more four since the four is a little bit of a hole for uh, the Miami Heat themselves? So there could be a little bit of a question on, you know, uh, the situation that shakes out. So uh, I'm going to be a little bit careful in treading uh, with Kuvos there, but I definitely like Whiteside, and I'm fine with Lily Collins signing at power forward. Uh, Rolo is a guy that I think I can uh, make a case for getting some exposure to as well. Uh, you, you take a look at what he's done um, over the past week or so. He had some pretty strong games, ran into some, a tough matchup against Cleveland, uh, did not perform particularly well uh, in uh, against the Chicago Bulls. Um, but, you know, uh, 27 fantasy points against New Orleans. When he gets into a plus matchup, uh, I think he, he's a guy that you can take advantage of. And I, I think he's sort of the underrated brother, um, you know, between two. I'm not trying to say he's better than Brooke Lopez, but I think he's going to take this matchup a little bit personal. You know me, I like to buy into those, uh, you, know, out, outer, you know, outer narratives that have less to do with the stats when I think they're appropriate. And, you know, this is Rolo at home uh, against his Brooklyn Nets and his brother. So, I think that matters for Factor, and I do want to take him as a flyer for 5,700. Uh, and then the last thing I want to say here is if, you know, you don't have money, quite have money for Hassan Whiteside, but you need to go slightly tier below, Andre Drummond against Dallas defense is always a good spot. They've been uh, lost at the center position uh, for the, the majority of the second half now that they've sort of benched uh, Zaza Pachulia. You know, they're giving uh, some, some Powell some run there. David Lee's been getting some... Some, some extra run at the four and the five, uh, sometimes behind Dirk, sometimes at the at the pivot. So uh, that should be Andre Drummond all day long at home against the Dallas Mavericks there. They're six-point favorites, and I think deservedly so. So, uh, you know, th- this is going to be an, an, an interesting situation in terms of, uh, you know, wh- how much damage he's able to do because I think this could be like an easy 40-point-plus game um, if he uh, uh, gets some exposure to that. So... Uh, that's going to be something that that I'm interested in, and I'll be taking advantage of that. Uh, anybody else that you want to uh, talk about the five before we uh, wrap up the show here? Yeah, there's um, a couple guys that I'm interested in. I, I like Jonas Valakunis. Uh, he's going up against Memphis. Memphis really doesn't have a center at this point. They may not even have a power forward because uh, Zach Randolph may not play in this game as well. He's been putting up some pretty good games lately. He had 30 in his last game. Uh, 31 and 46 in two of the previous games. So playing about 30 minutes, coming away with, you know, about 12, 14 points and, uh, you know, 11 or 12 rebounds a game. So I'll take a double-double for 6K out of a guy. That That's usually enough to get me up to 30 or more fantasy points. So I think he's interesting. And then I, I don't know if we've actually mentioned this, but Costa Kufis is definitely back in play. Um, you know, we kind of mentioned it while we were talking about some other guys and stuff here, but if there's no Boogie, I think you're going to get big minutes out of Kufis and Willie Cauley-Stein. You know, without Boogie the other day, Kufis went for 35 fantasy points. His price is, what, like 4K or so. Um, so if he's going to be that cheap and we're not going to get Boogie, yeah, 3,900 for him. So I wouldn't expect another 35, 40 fantasy points, but I do think he can get you 25 to 35 pretty easily, which for 4K is, you know, somewhere between 6 and 9X. So I think that's perfectly fine to take on, uh, you know, a guy like Kufus. So he's obviously an option as well if you want to go cheap. All right, um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that as um, uh, a couple of different, you know, pivots uh, off of the couple of plays that I'll make. So take those to account. Maybe throw into a couple of GPPs, and that is going to wrap it up for the Rotowire TFS podcast for the Friday edition. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to Benny on Twitter at uh, BennyR11. Check me out on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. And it's at Rotowire and rotowire.com for all your season-long and DFS fantasy needs. Thanks for checking us out. We'll see you next time.